Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What?, where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today's conversation is with Emily Richter, a RD2B who decided to change her career completely, go back to school, and become a registered dietitian. This is part two of my Wisconsin Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics adventure, where I bring to you today a very inspiring RD2B. Emily was the moderator for my session at the meeting and was also the recipient of the Outstanding Dietetic Student Award at this year's meeting. Emily has a fantastic story of how she was inspired to go back to school after someone she knew saw something in her she didn't. After going back to school, she chose dietetics as her future second career. I'm excited to share with you her story so far. This is a great podcast to listen to if you're thinking about making a change in your professional life. Please enjoy my conversation with Emily. Driving or yeah. is gonna see? Yeah, I drove. Yeah. yeah, she took. She drove to Chicago for Fancy, so it was oh, my turn to take the gotcha, reins. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Was that your first time to Fancy? Yes. Yes. What'd you think? I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, it was super informational. It's interesting to go to, let's say, the one conference last year, the last two years as a student, and a lot of it's over your head. So going to the national conference was like. I know what they're talking about. I've learned something in school. I'm paying that's for what good. I got. So, that's good. Yeah, yes. So, yeah. That's good. And it was closer probably for you guys to go to Chicago then. Yes. Because I think next DC. year. Yes. It was DC. Yeah. So it was perfect. School gave us off to go. So oh, that was nice. Awesome. Well, that was nice. Yeah. Well, good. Well, I, I, you know, we've conversed multiple times through email, but I wanted to kind of just get to know you and kind of how you got into dietetics sure. and just your story and aha moment and all that great stuff. If you wouldn't mind kind of taking me back to that day or that time. Sure. And it was actually interesting having, hearing you talk about that today because that, and talking about what's your nutrition philosophy, because now that I'm close to graduating, I have to kind of rethink some of the it's things. Changed, it's changed, right? It's changed. Yeah. And it's, it's something I haven't thought about because, you know, when you're in school, you're so focused on mm-hmm. getting the work done and getting the grade and, and learning and all of that. So it is interesting to now go back and say, okay, where are my roots? How did I start in this? Where am I going with this? How has it changed? Like you just said. So my aha moment was in my past career where I was a hairstylist and my husband had gone back to school and I would see him doing homework and I would feel a little jealous like oh look, he's using his brain I wish I was I'm using my brain homework I know now trust me I do not feel that way no, I'm like you're like no more homework please very much over homework um but I felt like oh that looks that looks fun it looks like something that I would want to do and at the time I don't know if I was really thinking that as much or just watching it unfold and be like oh I'm proud of him and um, wanting to do that myself but I just didn't even maybe see that in myself but I had a client I was a hairstylist before I went back to school and I had a client who asked me pointedly one day are you going to do this forever and it was like no I am not like in that moment it took somebody seeing something in me that I didn't apparently see in myself um, that I was needing to do something else or capable of doing something else or something more, however you want to look at it. And so my aha moment of just choosing to go back to school and do something different with my life was that moment. And it just made sense with my interest to do nutrition because 
being a hair sales, people talk to you about everything. <laughs> I bet. No more like stories. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I don't have a degree, I have like a PhD totally. in communication and counseling from being a hair sales. Absolutely. Um, but people come and they talk about food. Like food is something we all have in common. It's something we all have like food rules about, food beliefs. It's just something that brings a lot of people joy. It's something that brings people sadness sometimes too, but it's mm-hmm. something that we all talk about and share. And so it made sense when I was choosing to go back to school to do this thing that I'd love to talk to my clients about, that I loved to read about, that I just wanted to know more about. So that was my aha moment. So it wasn't so much an aha, I should be a dietitian, but aha, do something else. And the dietitian fell into place after that. So did you go to school then and just kind of started, did you just kind of start taking classes again then and then deciding dietetics or did you jump right into dietetics? So I actually... In the Milwaukee area, the school that I go to is a private college, and so I was really nervous going back to school initially, just thinking from a cost perspective. But sure. actually, my university is really great about supporting students and making it affordable, but I didn't know that initially. So I started taking classes at a community college just to kind of get into the swing of things and be like, do I like school? Is this what I want to yeah. do? Gave me an opportunity to do some shadow days in different fields. and. When it came down to it, it was like, you know, you can't really put a price on your education or your future to a certain extent. And so I decided to then jump into going back to full-time college to get my undergrad at the university for dietetics. Okay. So I kind of put my toe in the water a little bit at first to see if I liked school, if I was actually jealous of my husband doing homework or not. (laughs) And then from there, just jumped in full swing and haven't looked back. As a second career dietitian, do you kind of, I mean, like, I think that's so smart to do that just because you maybe, you don't know if you're ready to Mm -hmm. jump back in. Do you kind of recommend that for someone who maybe is thinking about going back to school to kind of start out and take a few classes and get your feet wet a little bit? I feel like it must, it really must vary person to person. It's probably very individualized. For me, it was more, well, I'm an adult and I have a life and I have a home and I have a lot of financial responsibility. So if I'm going to make this change, I want to make sure it's right and not just do it all at once. And that's probably just more my my personality mm-hmm. is I needed to test the waters a little bit before making that sure change. So. Was your husband in, were you both in school at the same time? For There was a time, yes, because I worked, I worked full time and then I was in school almost full time oh at the community college when, while he was wrapping up. So... Yes. Wow. But it was actually really great because we would go to a coffee shop and we would be like little dorks sitting there <laughs> studying and making flashcards <laughs> and quizzing each other. So it was actually kind of fun to have sure. both be on that track at the same time. What does your husband do? He's a respiratory therapist. Okay. So both kind of in the medical field then. Yes. That, that's kind of a good thing too. Then you could, you probably can have some conversations about different things. Well, yeah. And it's interesting now when, when he initially would come home from work and I was just starting school and he would tell me things and there would be medical terms. It would be completely over my head. But now it's like, oh, we can have have these concrete conversations. I know, that is. I know what you're talking about. So, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, did you ever find during that time? Did you ever feel like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done this, or did you always kind of stay pretty consistent with your goal? Definitely stayed consistent with my goal, and I knew that as a person going back to school as a second degree, like I wanted to be all in. I wasn't just going to go to school and dabble a little bit. I wanted to do everything. And part of that too is financially driven. Like, wow, if I'm making this commitment to my future, which is an undertaking, you know, that I will be paying for for a long time. I wanted to get everything out of it that I could. Absolutely. And so I've really tried to just put myself into a lot of situations. And, And by doing that, I also learned a lot outside of the classroom. So... 
Do you find that, well, you just, she just got an award for being that outstanding dietetic student of the year, which is very impressive. And I was just listening to all the things that you've done and, you know, what motivated you to want to, I mean, as a student, you do need to focus on school, but Mm -hmm. there is also in our field, all those Mm -hmm. volunteer experiences that are so important. And Mm -hmm. so was that difficult for you with having a life and having, you know, all those things, adult responsibilities Mm -hmm. that may be different from the average you know, 20-something-year-old student. Yeah. Um, so what motivated me to do all that, given the, all the other responsibilities, yes. is your question. Um, because I don't sit still. <laughs> so again, going back to my person, I don't idle well. And like once I'm doing something, I'm fully committed to doing as much of it as I can. So I think it, again, just goes back to my person. And I was just driven wanting to learn. Mm-hmm. So simple as that. Did you make a lot of connections during that process, those processes? I did. I'm super fortunate to have so many contacts, and I'm hoping that, you know, not only did it help me learning in school, but now as I'm going to be entering the workforce, just to have people to reach out to in my back pocket for if I have a question or if I need a referral or even winning this award, people who wrote me a letter of recommendations were just so kind and supporting me along the way and then supporting me in this endeavor. So everything about it was beneficial. Everything that usually in dietetics, it all comes, it all yeah. comes around to you at some point, which I is good. So. so, and it's such a small community. It is. I mean, dietetics, even like Milwaukee, is a pretty big city, but the dietetics community is small, and everybody kind of seems to know everybody. So, if you can kind of be connected, it's just like this huge network of people that you can always reach out to. And it's, I feel like you never know who you will run into or yes. who you will like maybe work with in the future, right. and so it's always good to to always be positive about every mm-hmm. experience that you have because yes. it could lead to something later yes. which is such a good message great so your internship you're in your internship now you're getting mm-hmm. close to being done five weeks yes are you so excited yeah. I am I am <laughs> you know you, you get to this place where you want to just go out and do it all you've got mm-hmm. all the information that you've learned from school you want to apply it and so I'm in that place of applying it which has been great but now I I want to go out and spread my wings. Yes. And, and I want to get paid. So. <laughs> I want to make some money. <laughs> yes. So, What have you found is, is an interest of yours or kind of where you think you're going to head, well, head in that professional direction? Yeah. So I'm, I'm fairly open to a lot of different directions. Definitely more clinical versus community or food service management, although I do have some interest in community health as well. I really like the outpatient setting, and I think it kind of goes back to my previous career as a hairstylist of liking to get to know people and kind of seeing them come back and what changes have been made in their life and how I've made a difference in their lives. And so definitely not an acute care setting, but somewhere where I can get to know people and watch how their lives unfold and hopefully educate them and help them in their health journey. So so you kind of see yourself in like an outpatient yes, setting? Yes, definitely yeah. outpatient. If I didn't mention that, that's where I was going with that. But yeah. Yeah, in an outpatient setting, doing education of some sort. Of some sort. You're not yeah. you're not zoned in on one particular nutrition topic or... No, because I feel like I don't want to put myself in a box because then I might be closing myself up to opportunities that I don't even know exists because I'm so hyper-focused on one specific area. Mm-hmm. So, do you see diet? Do you see interns kind of doing that? Do you see other? Um, I see. I see people who are driven. Like maybe somebody had a parent who had cancer, mm-hmm. and so it's really important to them that they work with cancer patients, knowing how nutrition improved their treatment process. Um, I see some of that. Otherwise, I, I feel like at least with my group of students, everybody seems pretty pretty open. Pretty open. 
I think that's we good. We don't know. Yeah, you, and that's true. You don't mm-hmm. know. And I think there are some some intern students that are like, this is exactly what I want to do. But then you mm-hmm. just, again, you have to be open. And it was interesting because I just had the individual ask me at the end of my presentation mm-hmm. about, you know, what's what would be your advice for a person just starting their I internship? I ask you that. And I, you know, that's something that I've never been asked that before. And mm-hmm. I would think I've been out of it for 17 years. So I would think that you're a more relevant person. So what would be your advice for someone just starting Starting their internship. Well, I was listening to how you responded to her, and yours, your advice was is such that there's going to be a lot of different personalities, and there's probably going to be things that your preceptors do that you would do different, but to be as positive as possible and take from it what you can and determine how you'll apply that to your practice. I thought the advice you gave her was great. And I would piggyback on that too, that, you know, you're not going to be placed in, an, in every internship that is something that speaks to you, but there's going to be pieces from it that you can take from it. And so just being open, being willing to learn, being willing to ask questions and yet be confident in what you know. I think that's really, really key is to just walk out and just be like, okay, I've, I've, I'm prepared. My instructors have put me in this position to be able to, to do this and at the same time be willing to ask questions. And that's that's the best advice that I have. I like your advice too, because I think we maybe as interns aren't yeah. as confident in ourselves yeah. to, be, to just say what we think and mm-hmm. be confident in what we know. And mm-hmm. I think that's a very good message. And that's a good message for anyone just starting out their career too. Sure. You know, it's good to ask questions, but it's also, you know a lot of stuff. Yeah. So yeah. go for it. <laughs> yeah. I always, one of my favorite sayings or models, whatever you'd like to call it is, well, we have two ears and one mouth for a reason. So it's super important that you listen, but you also have that mouth and you should be able to talk and you should be able to share and you should be able to have input. So taking that and turning it into however it speaks to you. I, that's, I'm going to write that down. Okay. <laughs> We're going to earmark that, that minute on here. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> that's like, that's very good though, because I, I just think sometimes as, as dietetic students and interns, as new dietitians, mm-hmm. we don't feel as confident as we should be. Yeah. And that kind of, kind of opens the door for other professionals to maybe sneak yeah. in there and, mm-hmm. and take, take our spotlight a little bit. So yeah, is there, I was going to ask you, is there, do you feel there's competition with, um, you know, like nutritionists and health coaching and those type of individuals in your community that you feel like you might have to compete with? No, not from, not at least from what I've experienced and from what we were talking about before, I feel like I've experienced a lot and I haven't come across that every, every dietitian that I've either been in an internship with or volunteered for has always just been willing to share and help. There's no, this is mine. It's not yours. You can't infringe on this. I've, I've never, ever, ever felt that. That's good. There's always competition, I think, in the school realm because everyone's trying to get that intern position or they're wanting to get into a certain program or whatever it may be. Um, But I definitely have not seen that in the professional world thus far. That's good. And I like to hear that. What's been your favorite part of your internship? Well. Or a couple parts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because that can be hard. Mm -hmm. My favorite part, my favorite internship thus far has been at Rogers Memorial Health Behavioral Health Hospital doing eating disorder work because I'm a hair because I am still a hairstylist I feel like I can talk to anyone and you go into mental health and you cannot talk to everyone you find out very soon because there are just things that you are not prepared for that people are going to tell you or bring up 
with you. And so I loved the challenge of that, of being like, okay, I came into this and thought I was going to just nail it because I feel really confident in counseling and talking to people. And to have had like my ego knocked a little bit was amazing because I needed that. And I needed to know that I have areas that I need to learn. And that was one area that I just didn't know a lot about. And so I really loved that. And in that same experience, I feel like in school, we don't talk enough about body positivity. And we don't talk enough about loving your body. We talk a ton about weight loss and how we can do it and how we can get there and all the things that are associated with bettering your health. But at the end of the day, if you don't learn to love your body and you need to make those health changes, it's not going to be meaningful for you. And you're likely not going to stick to it. And you're not going to know the amazing things that your body can do. So that practicum in particular taught me so much about that, that I've wanted to bring back to school to say, hey, this is something as dietitians, we need to be able to counsel our patients on that. It's just, it's so important and we just don't focus on it enough. I 100% agree with you on that too. And and I think the eating disorder thing is something Mm -hmm. that is more up and coming and more body positivity and loving your body. And I think dietitians like you can definitely change that landscape. That's something that you want to incorporate into your practice. I think we have to. I, I just think it's realistic because there's food is this thing we all share and love like we were talking about before and why I got into this. Um, But it also, for a lot of people, can bring a lot of shame and guilt and confusion. And I just think that that's an area as a dietitian that you have to be able to work through those things with people on. And so I hope I can bring that. Yes. Well, you probably have been doing it with your hairstyle clients. I mean, probably in a little bit. A little bit. Behind the scenes. So you're still doing that too. Very minimally. I was like, when would you have time to do that? Well, yes, exactly. (laughs) It's it's super minimal now and it's just for my favorite people. I was going to say, you probably have your favorites that want to see you or you want to see them. Vice versa. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I like your message and kind of where you see yourself and what you see yourself kind of practicing. And, and I think those principles are applicable to anything that you work in, mm-hmm. any area, even being a hairstylist, yeah. like just sharing that message of, you know, love your body. It's yeah. a good place to live and you yes. should love it. And it does amazing <laughs> things for you. Yes. And you're not, and you're not your body. You're the soul inside your body, exactly. you know, so that needs to be healthy first and foremost yes yes I even I can see like changes in myself learning more about that of yeah. the way I treat myself which yeah. I think a lot of dietitians might struggle with yeah or dietitians to be might struggle with too as their own personal hang-ups about that yeah I would agree that there's a lot of pressure which you even talk about in your book we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be a certain way because we're expected to be that way by the public eye Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of scrutiny that comes from that and it's super important that you don't take that to heart and you don't take it personal and you don't let it define you because what's the point it's so true what's the point (laughs) so true it's not worth it so have you enjoyed your time volunteering for the Wisconsin Academy you know what I have I really have I did not appreciate it as much until I actually went to an event. So I was on the dietetics club board for my school. And we have a person, Anna, who was here today, who you actually met, who was our WAN liaison. So she was the person who would go to a lot of WAN events or read up about them, bring them back, and encourage everybody to participate. And she's very, very passionate about dietetics and that definitely was something that kind of permeated into our whole club is just seeing her and her willingness and wanting to go and so I felt like okay well if I'm going to be on this board I really should get involved with this too and join her and that was like 
huge and changing in my outlook on how it's super important to network with people and get to know people and have people in your back pocket like we've we've been talking about. So it's been very enjoyable from a perspective of learning about dietetics at the professional level and meeting people at the professional level and then taking that back to school and saying this is so important you can learn so much it gives you so many opportunities and really kind of bridging that gap of student professional Mm -hmm. and connecting those two pieces and connecting the people with one another so I've I've, I've really enjoyed it Um, we specifically worked on a project where we've been trying to get students more involved in WAND so that WAND can be sustainable throughout the future Mm -hmm. and that's I know why you're here today and why you came to present was to just make students feel welcome and wanted and encourage them to continue on their journey in WAND as they become professionals. I hope so. I hope hope that happens because I think a lot, like I told you guys, I didn't have even on my radar when I was a student. So I wish I would have, because I think, I think job opportunities would have been more prevalent and just again, that whole networking and support system. Mm -hmm. I was like in an Island all by myself. So it's nice to see, see you younger students and and interns and dietitians doing and being more active yeah and i and honestly i have to give it all all the credit to anna for just really encouraging all of us to become members and to get involved because i've seen the benefits now just takes one person it does one person to light that fire yes (laughs) so anna's been good for that yes she has she's awesome yeah sometimes second career dietitians can really i don't know they give you a perspective i think sometimes on on they've tried something and now they're found what they're really passionate about and they yeah. tend to carry that flame a little, yeah. little brighter, which is good. I would you agree. Too. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I agree. So is there any advice or anything that you have for, you know, people in your position that maybe have teetered on going back to school and, and becoming a dietitian or just trying something new with their life? Do you have any advice for my listeners on that? Sure. Um, Going back to that aha moment, I was lucky to have one, but you know, not everybody has those moments of clarity in life. It just doesn't always happen like that, but I always think that life is really short and you should take full advantage of everything you can. And one thing that I always ask myself if I'm feeling nervous or unsure about something is, what is the worst case scenario of this decision? And can I handle it? And 99.9% of the time, I can handle it. And so, of course, you should make the jump and you should try something new and push yourself to just, I don't know, experience everything that life has to offer. So, I don't know. My, my advice would be to ask, your, ask yourself <laughs> that same question is, can I do this? What's the worst case scenario? Can I handle it? And most of the time, you're right. 99% of the time, you totally can handle it. Absolutely. I don't think we trust ourselves enough. No. If you had to create your perfect dietitian job hmm. or dietitian related experience, okay. what would that possibly look like? Oh my gosh, that's a really good question. <laughs> I would love to be doing something that involved cooking and teaching at the same time. So whatever that may be, I don't know if you're out there <laughs> and you Which want me. Emily. <laughs> yeah. um, definitely doing something that I also really like public speaking. Okay. And so whatever a position might be that it would allow me to educate people on an even larger level would be really awesome so those three things do you so you like to cook i love to cook love to cook love to cook my favorite thing about cooking which is hopefully something i can teach people is to be able to look in your fridge and make things out of things you don't know 
that oh you can gosh. make because it's a money saving thing. It's a creativity thing. It's I think it's a magical power thing because I okay. can't do that. Can you can do that? You can open up yes. your fridge. Oh my gosh. I need to like, you need to rub those skills off on. See, now you could totally help me with that because I look at my fridge and I don't see mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. Same way with like spices and seasonings mm-hmm. and things like that. I yeah. just, I don't have that brain. So you definitely have a culinary brain. I think so. Yeah. And I think it's just because I love to cook and, and I'm a vegetarian. So, and I have been for a very long time and it kind of forces you to think out of the box to begin with. Sure. And so I think it's probably stemmed a little bit from that. Oh, I bet you, you and your husband have amazing meals. Well, (laughs) we'll ask him. In your, in your free time when you're, you know, not studying or getting ready for the RD exam and all that good stuff. So. Right. I always say this I swear with all my guests I'm like I'm gonna follow up with you or have another podcast in like two to three years and we're gonna okay. see what you're up to because yes. I think it'll be interesting to yes. go from this moment to that moment and see the difference I think so too <laughs> we'll see where the road takes me but yeah well I have some fun questions for you okay. before we end our conversation what's your favorite food oh my favorite food I have a favorite sandwich What's your favorite sandwich? Is it one that you make? No, it's one I get at a restaurant. Um, well, my favorite food in general is Indian food. I love love Indian food, and it's so vegetarian-friendly, so that's probably sure. where that comes from. But I have this favorite sandwich at a restaurant in Milwaukee, and it has um, seitan on it, which oh, is a yes. vegetarian meat substitution. And then it has pickled radishes and uh, basil garlic aioli, and it's like this really amazing combination of sweet, savory, on a mm. ciabatta bread, and it's warm and cold, everything about it. It hits, it hits all the spots. So. That sounds delicious. What's That's the name of the restaurant? Honey Pie in Bayview, Milwaukee. If I ever go to the Milwaukee. S- the sandwich is called the Klug. The Klug. I'm writing that down too, everybody. So It's amazing. <laughs> if you go to Milwaukee. Yes. This is, I love radishes too, and I like pickled yeah. radishes. Yeah, it's, it's really, um, really yummy. Yeah, and basil, aioli. Mm. What's not to like? Have you tried to recreate it at home? No, no. You're like, no, I'm it's not going to try it. <laughs> no, I can go and have it easy enough. So. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. true. Do you have a favorite beverage? I love iced tea in the summer. Favorite beverage. And I love red wine. Any particular grape? Um, well, I love a Pinot Noir. Miomi. That is like the most trendy new thing right now. Everybody is raving about that. I have not had it yet, so I'll have to try it. It's very, very good. That's one of my favorites, Pinot Wars. Yeah. Uh, Favorite color? Green. Green. Do you read my second green today? Really? Maybe it's because we're all wanting green because it's so brown right now. And rainy. (laughs) And and hail. And Wisconsin. And snow. And who knows what else is that? Some thunder. Yes. Sad. (laughs) Do you have a favorite scent? Scent. Um, anything from Aveda hair products. Oh, totally. I use Confixer in my hair. Yes. I love it. Yes. I just sit there and smell my hair. So, so I, need, I don't even know what that means, what combination of things they're doing. I know. But anything from them or Moroccan oil hair products. Oh, sure. Anything, sure. any scents from them. Yes. Are amazing. They smell good. Did you work at an Aveda salon? I never did. No. Um, but I've worked at salons that have had Aveda products. Oh, sure. Same with Moroccan oil. Fun. That's fun. Those salons are like... It's just like essential oil heaven when you walk in there. It, I can't imagine. I would love to work there and come home and smell like that all the time. Yeah. Because I imagine your house would smell like that and your bed would smell like oh, that. Your pillow. You'd be yes. like, oh, I smell like my bed. I know. It'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah. What brings you joy in life? I love my dog. What my kind of dog? dog brings me so much joy. He's a schnauzer. What's his name? His name is Billy. Aww. So I love him. I have a ton of nieces and nephews, and I love spending time with them. They make me very, very happy because 
kids are so creative and the things they say are hilarious <laughs> and off the cuff and unapologetic and I think is awesome and I love spending time with my husband so those those three things bring it's me a lot of joy. joy how long yeah. have you been married it'll be eight years in May congratulations yes. that's exciting yes that's very exciting thank you well thank you so much for spending time with me and drive safe yeah. back home and thank you I'm so glad we got to meet yeah absolutely me too it's been fun I think what I loved about Emily's revelation is that her client asked her that one question and it changed her whole course of action in her life. I think it's mind-blowing how some people just see something in you that you may not. I always look forward to talking with people who have those life-changing experiences. And I will definitely follow up with Emily. I know she's taking her test soon if she already hasn't. And she probably already is a registered dietitian by the time this airs. So we'll definitely have a quickie call in 2019 and see what she is up to. Today's episode is sponsored by Jolly Time Healthy Pop Popcorn because you know how much I love my popcorn and I have been snacking on it a ton this time of year. It's just quick, it's easy, and I can add lots of different great flavors. And my latest flavor I've been doing is adding cinnamon and actually a little bit of turmeric at the same time. So I get a really interesting combination. If you haven't tried this fantastic popcorn, please go to jollytime.com Make sure to download some of their coupons they have available and experience it yourself. My website, annelizabethardy.com, is where you can read my weekly wisdom blog post each week where I share my current adventures, some food I am eating, some music I am listening to. I might also be making a really delicious or real deal recipe that I'm whipping up in my kitchen and I always like to share some of the things I'm loving right now. You'll find all my previous podcasts. Make sure you check out some that might interest you. There's also links to all of our conversations and show notes. You can also purchase my book. You can connect with me on social media by finding me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest at AnnaElizabethRD. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day, and to start a conversation that truly matters.